Welcome to episode 38 of Teach Me Tiger. Woo woo woo, welcome. I am a smelly puddle of urine. Me too. I am a smelly puddle of urine too. tiger i'm melody and i'm liz uh this is a show where our friends teach us about their thing that they're into yeah we used to say experts but then some of them said that they're just enthusiasts i mean some of them are experty for sure yeah some of them are and uh this week we're having my sister on derby baby we're talking about derby roller derby it's pretty cool badass yeah we learn all kinds of stuff there's all kinds of like there are layers to the derby world that it's, I never knew about before. It's not just a sport. And it's it's not just a sport, yet it is it's very a, sporty. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. And if you want to do it, you're a real badass bitch. Yeah, you are. It's hard. I've watched a lot of games, and not all of them was I totally drunk. I think I broke my ankle just watching one one time. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to that, Liz, oh, yeah. how was your week? Oh, uh, or like we haven't talked and we haven't done this in a couple of months. So. Right. <laughs> Pick a week, any old week. Uh, Tell been, me about it. It's been a busy summer. Um, I just got a full time job. And so I and I still have a bunch of weddings on the yeah. books for the fall. So it's been hectic. So I'm working full time doing like kind of a hardcore job, or at least it seems hardcore right now just because I'm learning a lot and uh, working on the weekends. So, yeah, it's it's good. I'm happy. But I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm excited for Thanksgiving weekend, which is in approximately a month, because that'll be my next weekend off. Oh, my God, Liz. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> How's your new bike? The last episode, <gasps> you were talking about how you're going to get a new bike. My new bike is great. Did you name her? Uh, no, I haven't yet. She's Louise. Am I supposed to? Yes. Oh, sorry. She'd name her Jeez Louise. Okay. It's great. I have to... Actually, the last few days of riding my bike to work, I... So I work at a university and up until Tuesday, September 3rd, which was the Tuesday after Labor Day, riding my bike was like, Ooh, I'm going to work. No big deal. Calm, nice rides in the morning. As soon as the students come back. Oh, goddamn pandemonium on campus. Yeah. It just everywhere. And so it's like a little bit less relaxing, but my brake isn't working. I have to like oh, tighten, no. I have to tighten the back brake cable. Okay. No big deal. It's like regular maintenance, but I just keep forgetting to do it. Yeah. So I only have a front tire brake. Oh, God. And people keep running in front of you and you keep almost hitting them? I am. No, luckily. Well, yes, but I'm just riding to work. You've hit seven people already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm riding to work very carefully. Like, right. I'm not picking up a ton of speed because if I brake suddenly, over she goes, probably. Right. <laughs> so actually, one of the things I do when I get home this afternoon before I ride to work again in the morning will be to tighten that brake cable. <laughs> right. <laughs> smart (laughs) (laughs) there's also a couple of really big hills i have to go down on my way to work oh no that's so scary with no (laughs) brakes so my back brake is working it's just doesn't really does it go like yes it doesn't really work (laughs) to stop it just like slows me down so i can use it 
like that. But no, everything's fine. It's great. It's a super solid bike. I'm scared of everyone at work because it's new. Yeah. Even though they're all super nice people, I'm just scared and intimidated. Um, and, but one of the guys who I work with who's on my new team, he's like a bike enthusiast. He has like a little tiny fixie. Yeah. And he wears bike shorts and stuff. Cool. And he has like clip on. Now a fixie is where you don't have brakes, right? Where you like put you your to, foot on the. You have to put your foot, you go backwards for it, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you do have a brake option. Okay. But I, I felt this thrill of like validation. Because he likes my bike and he wants to buy one for his wife. And he was like, Liz, where'd you get your bike? And I was like, oh, here in town. And, you know, I'm so nervous for new things. So the first yeah. few weeks of work, I've just been incredibly nervous. And so the fact that he was like, oh, hey, where's your bike? I like your bike. Maybe I'll get one for my wife. I was like. <gasps> and then he was like, Liz, you're really cool. I'm really glad you joined our team because you're the coolest person here I've ever met. He didn't say that. What? But- <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> that's what I would have said. <laughs> so that's what the last few weeks have been like. Cool. Yeah. How well, about you? Yeah, I've been trying to think of like a week peak, but it's hard because it's been months. I got a new car because a deer ran into my husband's car and totaled his car. So he's driving my old car, which is a RAV4, and he's taken all the seats out of the back. So he just has all his stuff in the back. It's like a work vehicle now. And I have a station wagon, which I have been angling for for years. It's the gateway vehicle to the minivan. Yes. Which probably all graduate to a minivan someday. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, but I love it. It's great. I've been watching a show called Tales of the City on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And it has so many queer people in it, it, which is cool. Like, it's like different types of people. And it's kind of like silly. You know, it's like a sort of drama. Some of it's funny, I guess. But I wouldn't call it a comedy. But it's good. It's Dark really good. Comedy. It has Ellen Page and it has Laura Linney. It has Paul Gross, Canadian Paul Gross. heartthrob from the 1990s. Oh, Paul Gross. He was the Mountie in Due South, right? Due South. I love Laura Linney. I love Laura Linney. And it has the guy from Russian Doll. Um, did you ever watch Russian Doll? Yeah, I Doll? did, but which one? Which guy? The guy who's also having like a oh, weird experience. He's also going through the same thing. Yes. Sorry, yeah. He's in it. And I don't know. And Holly's about to lose her first tooth. Rock on. I know. That's so crazy. Really, guys, we this is like peak, peak August because we haven't seen each other in like a month and a half. Yeah. So now Liz and I are just going to go talk. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Liz has to go. I have to go to the same party my sister just left uh, to go to because it's her party that she's organizing and I'll probably do very little to help and just eat some food. Don't you mean you have to go to the party that your sister's going to have to go to when she's done recording this episode with us? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've started recording our intros after we record oh and also one more thing before we wrap it up wrap it up um i just want everyone to know that because it's really hard to remember that like you all are kind of in the room with us i've placed a tyrannosaurus rex and a cabbage patch doll in plaid overalls on the table with us and i would like to representing say, you dear listeners i'd also like to say that melody's being charitable when she says it's really hard to remember she means this is for liz because i talk like everyone listening knows everything about my life we're and all like brothers and sisters we are we're all one big family yes and we're all like we're a, 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 <laughs> pri- a pride of lions noah what's a tiger a troop of monkeys tigers live solitary in a sol- solitary oh, fuck. <laughs> we're all in this together loners <laughs> tigers are solitary cats <laughs> <laughs> troop okay. of, of apes yeah we're all in this together we're a big troop of apes yeah. well on that note Let's talk to the apiest of them all, Louise Cooper. (laughs)
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Amazing. Let's let's keep it in. Here's Louise. This is my sister Louise. She's our guest today. Hey Louise. Hey Louise. Hey Melody. Hey Liz. Great to be here. Wouldn't it be so funny if instead of Liz, Louise was like, hey, fart butt. <laughs> hey, butt cheek. Well, she just told me she, does, she doesn't like my laugh. So <laughs> I, I, I you expanded it. upon. I qualified it. Thank yeah. you. We yeah. Why do you hate your sister so much, Louise? <laughs> what? <laughs> because it's like looking in a mirror. I'm like, it's oh, me. And really, we all hate ourselves. Oh, <laughs> that's true. I'm working on it. Yeah, me too. It's hard though. Oh, let's go to therapy. I want to go to therapy. I so want to go bad. to therapy so bad. Then we'd be real podcasters. If we could talk about <laughs> therapy on the podcast, we'd be legit. Yes, because all of them do. They're all in therapy because they're wow. all comedians and they all can't handle their lives. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Yeah. So Louise is our, is our guest. She's my sister. She was on the Kingston Roller Derby Girls, Kingston Derby Girls. <laughs> Which those. was the roller derby in <laughs> Kingston. She was on it for what, eight years? Seven years as a member, but two of those were non skating seasons because oh. I had the nine month injury. Oh, oh yeah. that's the worst kind she of had, all. She had two babies. Ouch. Uh, not at the same time. Not at the same time. That would so really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she shot him out. And all that derby made her really yeah. strong in her core. So Louise and her veg. It's a halftime show. <laughs> and her veg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really strong. Yeah. Um, break your arm. With <laughs> my veg. Um, so. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Louise isn't on the, the derby team anymore, but she was on it for a long time from the first year it started in Kingston until just a, like a year or two ago. Two. Two, two years two ago. Two years ago. I think my last bout was September 2017. Um, What's about? Pardon me. Oh, about. That's what we call. That's what the games are called. Um, Yeah. So that was 2017, and they just had the 10 year back to cruel, and that's what we called the first bout because it was the season to school. Back to school. Right. It was actually the last bout of the season, and it was in September. So, Louise, would you like to reach your arm into my box? I I'll try not to break it. Sure would. <laughs> I'd be afraid to reach into yours, but. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Okay. <laughs> this is a funny question for Louise. Are you more of a cat person or a dog person? <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, you love all of the animals? All of the animals. Of the earth. I love having them and in my like house. And you like to have them at your house. Yeah. So Louise like had 11 them. cats in her house last year because she was trying to rescue a barn cat who had kept on having kittens. <laughs> and in between... She hated them. Now she hates cats. Yeah. I, I have little room in my heart. Like I have a lot of room in my heart, but a little room in my house. So I just want them to stay outside. But when wintertime comes and or it's cooler in fall, they can come in and hang out by the wood stove. But for now, cat person never had a dog. You're more of a cat person. Yeah. If if if, if I have to, to choose. choose, you should see her with Gertie. I mean, it's not her fault. Gertie who's, is a monster. Who's Gertie? Liz's is... Gertie. Who's Gertie? Yeah. yeah who's oh, Gertie. Liz? Oh, sorry. I was like looking at Louise. Like, who's Gertie? What are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Gertie's my dog. <laughs> Duh. 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 Gertie is my dog, who is a hundred pound bull mastiff who loves life and all the people in it. 
Uh, she's a real pain in the ass though she's really slobbery and she licks my legs and i don't like it yeah so the thing is is that there are a few people in the world who like don't really want to have anything to do with gertie which is fine louise one of our friends meredith another friend alex meredith's husband ian oh there's like a lot of people (laughs) that's like four or five yeah and so those people, and this is not blaming them, by the way, it's just an observation. Those people, If you're listening, you're still really important to Liz and she thinks highly of you and she wants you to come over soon. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I like all those people a lot, but Gertie <laughs> bothers them a lot. Like she hate it. is more, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Gertie bothers them more. And I can see it like with Melody, who is a dog person and used to have big dogs when she was a kid. Yeah. She's fine with you. She's pretty good with you. Yeah. And but with these other people who are like, but I don't mind her touching me, and I I think it's kind of fun when she kisses, licks oh, me yeah. with her big wet tongue. I wish I could find it fun, but it disgusts me. Yeah, I wish I could be like, yay, and I frolic through the can, grass with. Can with I just Gertie. say I don't like it when Gertie licks me either. Oh, I I think that's gross. So you, you don't, don't like like, like a real slow. <laughs> no, I don't like that. Right um, on your face. No. And <laughs> the other night, JM let her sleep in our bed, which we have not been doing for like over a year. And I had to get up and move into the other room because even though we have a king size bed, <laughs> I woke up and her her arm, her giant be- master dog arm, arm, was like across my face, <laughs> like draped over my face. That is disgusting. And she's so hot. <laughs> like the window was open and it was nine degrees, and Gertie was just like wow, 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 just like radiating heat. And I just got up and left. And you know what happened? She got out of that bed and followed me into the spare bedroom. <laughs> She loves you. She does love me. Aww. She's your little baby. Yeah. Little baby cakes. Yeah, she loves me. She I was like sleeping and then I woke up and I thought, God damn it, she's in here too. Did she get in the bed? <laughs> yes. She slept with me in that bed. <laughs> Awful. So do you guys sleep like bum to bum or is she like the big spoon and you're the little spoon? How does it work logistically? <laughs> I would say with a dog sleeping in a bed with a couple, one person in that couple gets the legs and one person gets the back of the dog oh so you know because she goes in the middle she doesn't go at your feet uh she starts out the night at our feet which is what we want and then by the morning if she's sleeping in your bed when you open your eyes you're looking directly into her eyes (laughs) (laughs) it's awful remind me again how many pounds does she weigh she is 100 pounds and how tall is she she's probably where does her head come up to on your body Oh, she's actually not that tall. She's probably yes, she is <laughs> four feet. Oh, uh, three. Her two and head. A half. If two I'm and standing, half. I'm like six feet tall. Yeah, and if I'm standing, her head is at my waist. <laughs> she's probably three feet, two, two to three feet tall. Yeah, for mastiffs though, she's short, right? Because she's she's a mutt. So yeah, a, a ma- she's smaller than a pony, bigger than a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so for a regular like you should sell her, and that could be your no. smaller than a pony, bigger than a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of her as big because I see her every day, and I'm just like whatever. But she's got big personality. Ugh, yeah, she's with got personality, personality. So many ways to use it every day. In talk nachos. As cheese whiz, oh, that's pour it on
<laughs> yeah, you pour it on. What do you pour potatoes. it on? Too? Potatoes, potatoes, broccoli. Pour it on oh, potatoes broccoli. too. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Broccoli. Um, we've just really like outed ourselves as like incredible '80s people. <laughs> I liked it on celery sticks. Yeah, sweat. It's pretty classic. Yeah, reach into Melody's box again. Here, I'll was, read this one. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay. 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 I can get behind this. Okay. <laughs> Room, desk, or car. Which do you clean first? Room, <laughs> desk, or car? If you answer correctly, I'll give you one million dollars. But if you answer <laughs> wrong, you get nothing. Oh. So I'll let you know when you're done if you've won the money or not. Good the luck. truth <laughs> of it is, is that I would probably go into it thinking, I need to clean my car. And then I'd walk into the house and I'd get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably go start cleaning the room. And then I'd notice the drawer and I'd realize that it needed to be cleaned out. So then I'd And then start. at the end of the day, is anything cleaned? I would say yes, but it took a lot longer than previously anticipated. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my answer. That's a good answer. I uh, cleaned out the gasket of our front-loading washing machine yesterday. I, yeah. Because I thought we had mold in our house because all of our clothes smelled like mold. Just like at your own Well, house. that's a logical conclusion but then i took out all the clothes from this closet that i thought had mold and then when all the clothes were gone i was like this closet does not smell like mold oh well that's good so then i realized your house that what's happening is that the washing machine is just disgusting Mm -hmm. and that there's like mildew in the washing machine and that the mildew has been like getting into our clothes so you gotta like take it apart and clean stuff no it wasn't that bad but like the mildew had been like when it would come out of the washing machine it wouldn't smell bad but then like if you just fold it up and put it away, it would like come back insidiously. So the spores were in there. Oh my god! I'm surprised Jam and I aren't dead. Anyway, I had to clean out the gasket with rubber gloves and with your like fingers. Yeah, with my fingers, and it was disgusting. <laughs> your tongue. Your tongue. <laughs> and then I and then I ran a hundred percent like Javex bleach through the washing machine three times. Keep the door open. And I do that too, but this I don't think the people who lived in our house before us did any maintenance on anything. Ew! You've seen another person's washing machine. Ew, Liz. <laughs> it's ours now <laughs> because we bought it from that with the house <laughs> but yeah <Ow. laughs> so i took everything out of that closet and there's a pile that's as tall as gertie next to the washing machine and when i left this morning i was like jam just keep this going it's like literally every piece of clothing oh we have <laughs> <laughs> how much of it do you think is going to be done when you get home Ooh, slam Ooh. on jam i love uh, you jam <laughs> hopefully half of it he's pretty spacey He's like you. He gets, gets super distracted. distracted. Yeah, I, He'll walk I understand. into a room. Like this morning, I said, hey, could you put two lawn chairs in my car? Louise needs them. He said, all right. And then when I went outside, they were just leaning against the car. <laughs> he got them there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I was like, it would have been nice of you to put it in the car. And he said, I am a nice person. And I felt really bad. He's a very nice person. That's actually one of the first things I say when I'm describing him to people. I'm like, he's such a sweet guy. He is a really, he really nice is. guy. And I um, yell at him all the time. And then I'm like, Liz is so mean to him. <laughs> that fucking bitch. She doesn't deserve him. <laughs> it's true, I don't. This yeah. is taking a dark turn. We're joking. Yeah. Liz is so amazing. But so is Sham. But it, you're entitled to have feelings, Liz. Thank you. Thank you. Um, which would you clean first, Liz? Louise unfortunately didn't win the million dollars. Uh, so. Oh. Your chance, your shot. I was too authentic. Oh, right. We were supposed to say, um, Room, the- desk, or car? Oh, never the car. I don't fucking clean cars. Uh, my car is <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Definitely room. I go with like... I don't clean desks. That's I don't clean, for sure. I sort of clean desks sometimes, 
but never my car. My car is a toxic waste dump. Like every piece drop of coffee I've ever spilt in there is still on the dashboard somewhere. Uh, so 100% room. Cool. Unfortunately, you didn't win it either. Oh. The answer was car. And so I'm just going to keep my million dollars. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> ah, shucks. <laughs> Should we talk about roller derby? Yeah. We- All right. Also, by the way, I'm a cat person and a dog. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm both. Also. I'm both, but I'm realizing that in terms of my quality of life, cats are better because all but I But you do- love Gertie. I love Gertie so much, but all I do is complain about her. Right. <laughs> she's pretty intense. She's yeah. like, and she's really into you. Yeah. She likes me more than JM. I mean, she loves JM, but she like likes me more than him. And you're her person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the day that uh, you came over and I was fight- like literally fighting with her all day. <laughs> It was the funniest thing. <laughs> Liz, I came over and she, I think you even had like an apron on I and did. she was like a frazzled new mother. <laughs> like, it's just Gertie was up like all night and she won't shut up. And then JM and I both accidentally gave her a treat and now like she's farting and <laughs> and I haven't slept in days. <laughs> it's true, that dog. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, and, and there was the whole thing, you know, like the oh, when we were eating our dinner, and she was like typical thing. We're like, JM, can you just like deal with the baby? Can you do something, JM? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and the thing is, is that people always say that your dog turns into you, right? Like your dog grows. Up, like I'm a very neurotic, anxious person. So the fact that the dog is a neurotic, anxious, whiny dog, she must have learned that from me. And you see that in your children, <laughs> Henry. Oh my. <laughs> My oldest child can sometimes be, you know, a little, uh, you know, we'll ask wimpy. No, 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 not, he's wimpy. not wimpy. Oh no, that's worrying. Terrible. Yeah, like sometimes he'll just ask the same questions, you know, and the things that I'm thinking about, and I'm like, huh, this is really interesting. Over and, and over again. And I don't. I like to think that I don't have any influence on his personality, but of course I do. Like, yeah, it's going to be an influence of all of the things that he's he's uh, exposed to. You know, kids at school and stuff. I'm like, oh wow, that's me. It's like a little me. Yeah. And he's got big. Big front teeth, exactly. Big front like, teeth. I, like I do. <laughs> so Chris gave Holly this old BlackBerry that he had like when we first started dating. So that's like pff, ten, 10 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Not an actual BlackBerry to eat, but no, you know, a, a phone. Right, <laughs> a ten-year-old BlackBerry <laughs> with mystical powers. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it to her in a chalice. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it was like one of those things with the glass dome. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> like in Beauty, like in Beauty and the Beast with the rose. <laughs> a kiss from a rose. <laughs> well, that was Batman. Sorry, um, Seal. <laughs> oh, but I kiss from a rose. Yes, that's that's, a great that's song. one of those. Yeah, that's, that's the song, song for that object. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Blackberry from when we were first dating because we didn't have rechargeable batteries for her like kid digital camera. So who's like use this? And she's become obsessed with this phone. And she's like, Oh, I gotta charge my phone. It's getting low on power. Gotta <laughs> plug it in. And then she keeps playing. There's like a demo video and a demo song. And the demo song is like some serious mid two thousands like not super high tempo like house like some music EDM, some like loungy edm kinda yeah and so she plays that a lot <laughs> and the video is like pop punk i don't know anyway it's all we've been listening to and then the other night in bed 
I was looking at my phone waiting for her to go to sleep and then I turned around and she had her phone out and was like playing with her phone when she was supposed to be going to sleep. <laughs> she was doing... And she's like, what, mom? You're doing you it. You do it. Oh, yep. She's so, right. She's not right because I don't, if I lay there and I don't have my phone, I'll fall asleep yeah. and I'm not ready for bed yet. I have grown up things to do. <laughs> like, look at my phone. Like, look at my phone <laughs> in a different room. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. Um, so how are you guys feeling? Good. Is Are you cold like a glacier? Cold like ice? Like the inside I'm, of a I'm freezer? Pretty, no, I'm, I'm broken up. Or are you warm like a <laughs> little puddle? Like a little puddle of <laughs> urine. Trying, you're trying to continue that that metaphor. <laughs> Thank you, Louise. Puddle of urine. I've that's, seen many of them in my lifetime. That's what I was going for. Because <laughs> of all this. More so in the last seven years, <laughs> the penises that miss the toilet. <laughs> oh, God. Gross. <laughs> pee everywhere yeah pee everywhere and then you're like start cleaning up you're like it really smells like urine (laughs) so are you a smelly puddle of urine or are you a cool glacial ice (laughs) i don't want to say i'm a (laughs) i am a smelly puddle of urine me too i'm a smelly puddle of urine too definitely yes oh my (laughs) icebreakers Louise, Melody. so so, can you give us a brief rundown on what roller derby is? So it's a sport that is played on roller skates, and it can be full contact, like, like hockey. People like are tackles and yeah, stuff. like people are hitting each other, and 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 that. It's more like hip checks, rather yeah, than hip tackles. checks, and punching each other in the jaw. <laughs> A lot yeah, of bloody like, noses. Gloves come off. There are um, unintentional because stuff happens when you're going pretty fast on roller skates and there can be up to 10 people on the track during a game at a time during each jam. I feel like I'm going all over the place. There's so much. So there's happening. like a bunch of people skating around in a circle, right? They're skating around an oval track. And oval. basically the main driver of the game is the jammer. And that per, that's they a wear person. a star on their head. They have a star on their their panty, their helmet panty, or their you know you could use it. You pull it over your your helmet if you're the jammer. You're the point scorer. Is it actually like a pair of panties? It is a helmet cover. So did they it call start it out as panties? Perhaps it did. We should look that up later. We should. That's really interesting. I think panties. So. I'm making a note. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote panties question mark on her notes. She'll never remember what that's about later. Like, yes, I have them on. <laughs> Did you remember your panties today, Melody? No. Yes. <laughs> no. So basically, yes. you're trying to help your jammer get okay. through the pack. The pack is the other team's blockers and and they're trying to help their jammer get through so there's two packs and two jammers on the track at all times not at all times if there are penalties you could start but generally but generally there general are play 10. without two packs two jammers you're yeah. trying to help your jammer get through and you're trying to prevent their jammer yeah to get through. so you're playing offense and defense sometimes simultaneously depending on how you know jam that the pack is and and where the the jammers are on the track at any given time and each time you play those little segments of the game are called jams so you can play up to two minutes if there is not a lead jammer called and a lead jammer is when one of the two jammers gets out of the pack of blockers legally 
and and they're the first one so they get have to break through the pack then what that means is that just gives them the power to call off the jam they can they can stop the game at any time if they've just run through the pack scored a bunch of points by pla- passing the opposing blockers hips um, they'll call it off and they can stop the other jammer from getting points. Like if she's right behind them, you know, right. she, she, she's about to get her points and the lead jammer calls it off. They've just grabbed their, say, three points or four. And so it's like, haha, got you. You know, there's, there's a lot of strategy involved and stuff. So how do the blockers keep the jammer from? passing is that where like the hip checking and stuff comes hip checking uh you can just be like they can be coming up and you can just be like oof. we used to do drills in practice where the jammer would come in hot and it was sometimes like the scariest moment in practice be like oh gosh oh gosh so coming in hot is they're coming in as but like pretty hard like in a game and they're trying to get past the blockers and so the blockers work together so they can form... It's like Red Rover. We would call it like a, a triad. Bit. You know, we would call it our triad, our, our triangle. Um, and, and we all... Can, we can grab each other's shoulders. We can we can create walls. We couldn't link arms, though. Like, it, you, like that's so you one of the rules. Arms, you don't link arms like Red Rover, but it's a little bit like the, the, the jammers trying to literally push themselves through a group of people who are trying to prevent it. And if okay. they're... And, and, de- and depending on the jammer's strategy and what they're known for or good or good at sometimes jammers can be really strong like they're all so strong but just really like they can push and push can and push. they like duck under and... oh yeah but some jammers they're like, often they're like fo- little people too right isn't the jammer you often like, like I th- small i think generally you, so- you sometimes think of a jammer kind of to me like a point guard in basketball like they might be the shorter ones on the team like you know yeah that's what small. i mean but they're like, kind they of like, like and they're but they're so fast and so right. agile and so yeah like depending on the jammer style they might they might be pushers so they might get behind that wall of opposing blockers and push 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 and try to you know just exhaust or or push that blocking group out of play in which case jammers kind of like to sumo, go. sumo wrestlers yeah like if you go too far and you've busted the two blocks of like the players have become too spread out the refs call it it's an out of play so the jammer can just go like you you know you can't have a group of blockers on opposite side of the track dealing with the opposing jammers they have to be fairly close (laughs) it's been a couple of years 20 feet you know and then you've got an out of pack call so you've got a then you can string your it's it's so wild just because i'm now playing it out in my mind but yeah, you got to be somewhat close and kind of be able to slow and break as a blocker so that when the jammer's pushing against you, you are slowing them down. So a jammer could just come up behind you and be like yes. trying to push you out of the way. Yes. And and then That's or crazy. she could come up behind you and sort of deke. So she could pretend, you know, she could be like deke with her shoulder, like her right shoulder, like she's going to go outside of you and then fade into the inside of the track and just oh. totally spin around you on her toe stops and she's gone. Like it can happen that quickly, but because you've got a, the blockers have a triad, like a triangle, the pack is getting hit by this jammer. She deeks inside that top blocker can like spin around on their skates and come in and close that inside lane. Then the jammer could also have a helper who's coming in to kind of set a pick on that blocking group and then she can kind of roll off her pick and go. It's very sporty. It is. Like I think of roller derby as kind of edgy and like punk rock but actually you guys are sportsing pretty hard out there i 
I think so. And I think, and I think it can mean different things for, for different people, like depending on, and I think like when our league first started, cause we were also new, there was more of that, like, costumes, um, costumes and of aesthetic, mm, right. There, the, the aesthetic, yeah, but there's still that kind of driving the league. It's very, you know, it's a DIY. But now it's more like, it's a bit more sporty. People don't wear the costumes as much right now, right? They don't. Or face paint. Face paint can still be a thing, for sure. But there tends to be less, like, actual, like, tutus and... Less, less the theatricality. You know, fishnets. But it also depends. Like, it just depends a lot on the league and, and the people. Because there's still, like, individuality and... <laughs> Uh, that is like encouraged. And I mean, there's a lot of activism that happens on the track. And there's been a lot of kind of cultural phenomenons that are encouraged. I remember my first bed in Montreal, it was like theater on roller skates, and it was incredible. And the halftime show and the announcer, everything about it was was incredible. And I just was like, I'm gonna play this. So great. Yeah, I think definitely the last few times I've been to Derby, which hasn't been much recently, especially since he stopped playing, but the Kingston League was super theatrical and then yeah. it's moved into like, we're athletes, take us seriously. I think, but I think there's a, just an acknowledgement that it, that it changes and, and more, there are some people that, yeah, that are like on the one end of the spectrum where, yeah, they don't want the theatrics, quote unquote, you know, they're like, yeah, this is a serious sport. But then there are people in the middle who are like, yeah, this is a serious sport. We still want to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to the Olympics. Well, and it's not an Olympic sport yet, but there are certainly people encouraging that. There are people I'm, who want it to be an Olympic sport. The championships, the um, WUFTA, which stands for Women's Flat Track Derby Association, like those championships, they're, they bring teams from all over the world. They have, you know, three different rounds of play. It's now televised on ESPN. It's a... Uh, amazing to watch like so so good i hope if it goes to the olympics that their uniforms include like fishnets and tutus and there are still people that do wear that it just and it yeah i i do too though that would be really great yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it's there's a full spectrum and then you've got people at the end who are like i just want to have fun and don't care if we win or lose a game and just hang out with friends and do this really cool thing and do it ourselves going to the olympics and they're not going to the Olympics and neither were we. And I know I had to tell myself that a few times because over the years you'd be like, no, we're super competitive. And it's like, no, we're recreational. How does someone, how does one get into roller derby? Like what's the, can anyone try out or are there minimum requirements? Like say me, silly old me. It's like, I want to do roller derby. What do I do? So you would contact your nearest league and uh-huh. find out when they had a new intake of of fresh skaters and go from there. Sometimes they have equipment pools where current or retired skaters have, you know, said, yeah, people can borrow my, my gear because the gear can be expensive. And, and so there's a, f- and usually like how our league worked in Kingston, you'd have a few months to practice. And then if you did want to play in games or bouts, you would have to do the minimum standard requirement that's put out by WUFTA. It's a test. It's a test to, you know, can you, can you take hits properly and, and fall properly? So you're not like hurting your body. Well, right. you do anyway. <laughs> But not just terrible. not not uh, not uh, acutely right then and there. Can you give you know hit legally and you know all you know different rules? Can you skate a certain distance in a, under five minutes? And you know so they want you know physical. They have to jump too. Jumping. We do lateral movements, lateral jumping, and uh, different footwork and agility test. And and you have a few months to practice. And then there's also a written test. 
So like, you would rural, like when you say wise. intake. Yes. It, that's like intake to do the practice period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, you could just join and sort of train. And if you're not ready, you would just wait till next year. You could do it again when they had the next, when that league had, did their next intake. Usually leagues tend to do it once a year. People move on and they need to fill some spaces and, and is it like, yeah, just grow the league. Is and, it like 18 plus? Yeah, it was 18 plus, I believe. Or maybe it was 19 and over for our league. Um, and it was anyone who, de- who identified as a woman. You would need uh, your helmet and it needed to be approved, you know, against concussions. What kind of helmet guard. do you get? Is it like a skateboarding helmet or? Yeah, it's pretty. It's um. Or maybe um, they do sell like roller derby They helmets. do. Like it's a whole thing now. Yeah, oh, you can okay. get roller derby helmets. And mine was an S1. Sparkly silver. Oh. And <clears throat> mouth guard, elbow pads, wrist guards, knee pads. But that first year of the derby girls, when they were the derby girls in yeah. the inaugural <clears throat> year, the injuries were hair raising there were tons of injuries there are still still continue to be injuries as the the league has gone on but that first year like it was pretty bad and like there are people who had surgery because they broke bones oh yeah um one girl i know whose wedding i actually photographed a few years ago she broke her ankle at derby and she had to push her entry into the local nursing program off by a year because they wouldn't let her enter with a broken ankle because they do uh clinical on the job training right away like first first month you're in there basically so yeah life-changing she to you know lots of ankle breaking we didn't know what we were doing at first like there was a lot of breaking good intention but i think upon reflection it's like well we had a we had skaters come down from toronto they brought gear with them because it was one of the only skate shops in the area so everybody a lot of people bought their gear through the skate shop which doesn't exist anymore and that player doesn't play roller derby anymore but that was back in 2010 yeah she brought stuff down they hosted our first practice for us they kind of went through the basics but after that we were pretty much on our own which is crazy to me and i think we maybe you know could have started off a little bit slower and maybe done some off track pardon me off skate like this is going through all of the motions of what you would do on your roller skates right, right. without skate, you know, but, uh, and, and it's only, you know, afterwards where you're like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> what we should have done. It sounds Why a bit was- like a movie, like this ragtag team of mums and punk rockers from Kingston get one day of wild training from the professionals <laughs> in like the big Olympic rink the or big whatever. smoke. And then, yeah. yeah. Totally. Was it like that? It was actually, and then we just sort of fumbled did, along did from there. Like, bonk heads. No, they just like three ranked. people broke their broke bones on the first night. What? Yeah. Yes. One woman broke her leg. One woman broke her wrist, and I can't remember what the third one was. Jeez there were at Louise. least two. Jeez, Louise. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> you're Louise. I am. That's one of the reasons why, because I would like hang out because the other part of derby that i always thought was so cool is that it was super social there were always really fun parties right after the bouts and so i totally tagged along for all of the social things and so people sort of knew who i was i started to joke that like if i ever joined derby because they all have fun names my name would be coop sister because nobody knew what my name was like yeah coop (gasps) sister and then i was like a the committees take too much work it's like too much too much of a time commitment but b so many people are breaking bones. No, thank you. Yeah. I will 100% be one of those people. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, did not. I did not break a bone. Ever? In seven years. In seven years. That's amazing. And there were lots of people that didn't break bones. I was, I was, 
hurt every once in a while, but nothing that kept me sidelined. Some people hurt their knees or elbows right. and, and concussions or, you know, back. Oh, concussions. Yes. There we were have two several. friends who just had concussions in the last two months because they were going into derby after breaks off. Not that that matters in terms of the concussion, but they were. And so now they not, they're not going to play because they both have concussions. Hey. Yeah. Well, and I think there comes a time, I think, you know, you're, you're like, this is really great. But now there's a few other things in my life that perhaps, you know, I can't rely on my support system to be taking care of all of that when I'm concussed. Like to uh, have a child. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it becomes like, a, oh, right, a realization that maybe that phase of your life is over, but it was really amazing. And it's awesome to reflect on it and think of all the wonderful connections and that you made and the growth that you had. And that's what it is for me now. Cause I know at first I was like, I can't not be doing this. Does, do you know anyone who like continues to skate and play roller derby like into their forties or fifties? Well, we had, does a, everybody kind of retire? It seems like most people slow down like into their early forties, like right. an hour league. It seems like that's early to mid forties. Um, oh, we did 42. Yes, I'm 42. 1977. Woo! Uh, One woman, when we first started back in 2010, we had a woman, 66, I believe. I remember her. She's really warm, courageous, just like fun loving lady. Phaser on Stun was her derby name. Like, what was it? Phaser on Stun. And her name's (laughs) Faye. Cool. And her derby picture was like her blowing her, you know, her index finger off. Like it was like, like it was a gun yeah. or a phaser from but Star they, Trek. They had so many cool like characters that they would make, right? Yeah. And so there was that one. Oh, I really liked um, Dallas. Dallas was another member of the team. She was just the general. She was the general. And so she always had like, she had like army stuff on her helmet. Okay. And she would just like, her pictures were just like very like militaristic. You know? Right. It was fun. Yeah, so I would say mid to or early to mid forties because your body's just kind of also just telling you maybe at least for me it was it's time to and and hey maybe spend that time and energy on something else. Right. Reluctant, I was a reluctant retiree and then and then dealt with it pretty quick and was like okay that's done and now <laughs> moving on. I have so much free time now. I have all these all this time. And I still connect with some people, but that was huge too for me being out r- living rurally, having little kids. It was like a social. Right. Break, but I loved the physical challenge of it too. Okay, so you talked a little bit about uh, Derby being really theatrical. Does that still go on? Do people still do the photos like with their characters oh yeah and all of that stuff yeah like headshots can be a great time to dress up and you could go on location and definitely there's a whole artistic element to that and like halftime shows can be super fun you can showcase some local talent you know whether it's music whether it's like a local belly dancing troupe or or kids you had that yeah because a former player is part of belly dancing in Kingston. Actually, I believe like several former players have participated in that and they've been at a few of the halftime shows. And so there's that too. And yeah, so yes. And perhaps sometimes more in some leagues and sometimes less, but always Uh, beer gardens too. Beer gardens. (laughs) Every time I go to a bout, I get super drunk. Yeah, I think I've only been to one. I went in Toronto and like everyone was drinking and there was like people building pyramids. Pyramids. Is so that then, a thing? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. then at the end, a skater may decide to slide into it. 
right slide into the pyramid sometimes other people like other audience members who are just like super into it are like yeah and they slide into the pyramid it can be very fun sometimes if it happens during the game though and there's still some beer left in the cans and they've got smelly puddles of beer on the track and (laughs) that can be dangerous but it's yeah that's it's certainly a part of it like the crowd gets super into it and it was fun yeah for sure sometimes people dress up sometimes there are mascots in Kingston for a while, there was a group of people who came to every derby bout who were dressed up in large furry animal costumes with big giant heads like you'd see at Disney World. Yeah. And I remember Natalie Banger, who is a mutual friend of ours and who was on the team forever and I think is now playing in Montreal. Yes. She kind of came over to me once. I was like sitting there drinking a beer, looking at them. And I thought those guys are at every team, but they weren't like affiliated with any of the yeah. teams. They were right. just always at them. Natalie came up to me and she said, I'm pretty sure they're furries. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. See all kinds. Everybody. Come one. Come all. We like your positive and, and enthusiastic positive. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Fur positive. I haven't seen them around. You know, you know what a furry is, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe we should tell it for the people. Yeah, Liz. What's a furry? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, this is what I know from internet research uh-huh. is that furries are people. I'm not a furry, Louise. <laughs> How much research did you do? (laughs) Furries are people who find sexual gratification from dressing up like large furry animals. And boning, right? And boning, yeah. With the costumes on? So, like, are there holes in the genital (laughs) areas of these costumes? I'm serious. There must be. Or maybe they they wear them and then they have sex later because they're all worked up i don't know i'm sure there there we are holes or something because there's got to be yeah exactly i mean I'm, it's probably you know evolved at first there wasn't and then people <laughs> caught on to it listeners you do your own research <laughs> but that's what a furry is or if you have any further information on furries please write in let, let us know future podcast <laughs> that's a good one i would do it yeah. i want to know yeah me too yeah Let's talk about the whole gender issue and what you guys went through in your derby. So like you said, mentioned that anyone who identifies as a woman is welcome to be a part of the team. So talk about what that all meant for you. Yeah, well, as a, you know, I'm a cisgendered, straight, white woman. So for me, it was all, you know, it was all new. It was a lot right. of learning for me. Oh, you and mean like trans issues were new for you? Trans issues were new for me, you know, having friends that identified as queer or, you know, I had, I had had queer friends in the past, but not perhaps not as many. And just hearing other people's experiences and really just listening to what, what it meant for people to have a gender policy that said you know anyone who identifies as a woman it didn't start out like that at first it was a woman you know 19 or older and wufta women's flat track derby association they have had a you know an up and down history of of working through that because at one point you could identify as a woman but if another team questioned your gender they could ask for certain medical information oh, which seems like, very is it very invasive i don't believe it ever happened but it was okay. it was it was and as some people explained it simply it was like a meeting of perhaps more conservative leagues from different states we're yeah. talking about the united states and more liberal leagues coming together and that was like the best compromise they could come to like okay you can identify as a woman but, you know, we may ask for this medical... Right, but then what would happen if the quote-unquote medical information led to it coming out, quote-unquote, that that person had been born a man, 
Well, there would, there was our, that would have not like, that's people would know that, but it was like testing, you know, how much testosterone and estrogen, although we know that like are knowing more now, like that is a spectrum of, and, and shouldn't, you know, gender is a social construct is a social construct. So it really, it really involved a lot of talking uh, through it. I believe that one member of the league of our league left. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have that same (laughs) request. Obviously, you know, we were a WUFTA league at the time and people were hoping that we would become a member of WUFTA women's flat track derby association, but based on their gender policy at the time, this was, you know, maybe 2012, people didn't want to be involved. Right. Because they didn't want to, because they weren't that they didn't want to support that, even though some people felt, well, if we're part of WUFTA, then we can help change that policy. And some people said, no, I won't even be a part of this league if we want to join WUFTA because that is so, you know, invasive and it breaches people's privacy and it's not, it doesn't matter, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's played a huge role. So for me, it was kind of a, like, I need to learn as much as I can about, about this and how it affects people and listen, listen to other people who it affected more than, than me. But now there are, there are men's leagues. There's a, a men's roller derby association and there are even co-ed teams, it seems like. And some of the top men's team have women players like the Toronto men's roller derby have at least one female player. And I believe she plays on that team with her brother or did. So it's it's evolved now into a men's sport as well and co-ed and and I think it's still always working you know with new information and and new experiences that people bring up what they've what they've had happen in their league and and then you know kind of working through that and see how how it how that will affect Wufta but um, I feel like Kingston Roller Derby is probably faring quite well with their inclusive at least from my point of view gender policy sounds like a pretty progressive bunch of folk. So. I- yeah Folks. with an x with an x yeah you know and so this was 10 years ago that you were almost 10 almost years, 10 years ago. ago and for sure there were some people that were like that doesn't matter you know if, if you say you're a woman you know you're a woman but are, like are we going to allow trans women and like you know we can't they were they're men they're better than us they're actually men they're better than us right. biologically they're stronger you know physiologically they're stronger and it was, oh so that was some so there was, so, that, was the so that for sure came up and then there were other people that were like no no that's that's not how it works and so it was Right. People weren't like, I want her on my team. I would say that there were, for the most part, people were pretty, like, fairly progressive, but it took a while. It took a lot of talking. And and some of those people who had those, you know, really extreme, like, thoughts and, and not being inclusive didn't play for the league when it was determined that our gender policy would change to identify as a woman. They just didn't skate with the league anymore. Hmm. Or maybe some of them changed their mind because, and then more people maybe thought differently because they had time to learn about it and sit with it. And, and then, yeah, people who were more extreme left the league and, and things kind of mellowed out and mm-hmm. people were like, yes, of course we're going to do that. Cause you even in, in with trans culture and stuff, even saying to a trans woman, you're a man that's a really awful thing to say to them. Absolutely. Right. So those people who were thinking that who were like, but actually you're a man, they like were so, so rude. And so not even able to really kind of grasp the, you're absolutely right. The like whole, like what it's like, man, I've learned a lot from ContraPoints who I've mentioned a thousand times on this podcast. And again, and maybe having a conversation with those people now would be totally different because I think there has been a lot of, it was kind of ahead of the curve and learning about, it seems that way. Like, I feel like a lot of the discussions you're talking about having almost 10 years ago are the sorts of discussions that are becoming more normalized in our overall, like North American culture right Mm -hmm. now. Absolutely. 
absolutely, yeah. And so maybe, yeah, Derby was kind of ahead of the curve because we, you know, we had to deal with those issues. Because you were a a part of Derby culture is inclusivity and like everybody's welcome. Yeah. And it's like kind of a countercultural thing. Yeah. When you find out what that means for everybody, even in the league, Mm -hmm. it wasn't all the same. You guys also, I remember lots of discussions about financial privilege and childcare privileges. And like they had discussions about all sorts of things mm-hmm. about trying to make it more accessible. Trying to make it mo- more accessible for people who maybe, you know, were single parents or didn't have the money for the equipment or didn't have the money for the fees or, or didn't even have money to come to a bout. Didn't have right. money so to travel. maybe not a skater or yeah. So if you're a skater going to bouts, but if you're a, a fan and just even wanting to come and see a game, mm-hmm. no, not having 10 bucks, an extra mm-hmm. 10 bucks or 15 bucks to come and see the game. So there was a great collective or commu- committee form called the mutual aid collective. I was not, I did not participate in that. Was Marie committee. on that one? Yeah. Marie, Marie and Fiona. I'm sure a few other people who I'm neglecting. Marie is our friend who's very like good at all that stuff Mm. at remembering every sort of thing like well what if this person can't do it well vocal and interested and like inquisitive about all of those issues i remember i said to one of my friends uh cassandra she's my friend from grad school she's currently finishing up her phd she's a bit younger than me and she just like is a lot more well i'm not gonna say she's more progressive because i'm progressive but she just like knows about more things in the realm of gender inclusivity than i do she has a i think her undergrad was in women's studies or gender studies or something so i said to her once oh well you know back then whatever 10 years ago or or you know trans issues weren't i didn't really know much about them and she kind of laughed and she said you didn't do a gender studies degree and i said but you have to admit that we didn't talk about this stuff in the news like it is now it was totally foreign to me Mm -hmm. to be honest and she was like yeah i guess so but she just did like a whole undergrad So we talked about gender. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, and again, we covered it a little bit already, but talk to me about costumes. What did you wear? Did you have a costume when you were doing it? Um, so I, I, part of this is, I can't believe I haven't mentioned my derby name. So when I first started and I had to sign up for roller derby, I was like, uh, I've never really had a nickname. Uh, what do I? Oh, so, so you come up with it. So Coop is my last name is Cooper. So Coop. And then I'm like, Coop. just like mine. <laughs> Coop de loop. And I'm like, ooh, I'm like a wolf. But also we skate around a loop. So my first derby name was Coop de loop. You know, it also like looks cool with the OOP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just has a nice like rolling off the tongue. I didn't really have a costume per se that kind of went with my name or a persona, but it was, it was fun to just dress up, wear suspenders, wear tiny little shorts, wear fishnets, you know, Mm -hmm. and not even give a shit. I just felt kind of powerful and it was fun. It was really fun because I didn't normally wear makeup or or that so yeah and so then, what kind of makeup would you do oh just like kind of fun makeup bright heavy sometimes just like football lines under my yeah. eyes or sometimes just around my eyes or like you know my lips but actually after a while i stopped doing makeup actually it didn't take too long to stop doing it because when you sweat and this kind of cheap oh, dollar store makeup like right. starts rolling off of your In face your and your eyeballs it really stings so that didn't last too long but always fishnets and always kind of like short kind of spandexy shorts because they were comfortable yeah and you know you wouldn't get them caught on anybody and and sometimes I put my hair in pigtails, but I wasn't like super. Some people got really into face makeup. Mar- Marie wears still. Marie and Fiona. Marie and Fiona would wear these amazing, just like white faces with black eyes, and then sometimes black marks through the white part of their oh. face, kind of like 
David Bowie-esque a little bit, but scarier. Alcohol or blood, yeah. but just... Jenny and- Juggs used to wear a tutu. Jenny Juggs would wear a tutu. Jenny Juggs. She had big boobs. Marie wore a tutu. Yeah, so I... And, and wore a tutu. Uh, yeah, I um I never got really, like, super costumey, but always enjoyed, like I said, the fishnets. Later in my skating, I changed my name from Coupe de Loop to Coupe de Jour. Because I, I just thought I'm gonna, I need a bit of a change, and I'm like, I'm really into food and soup and coop. Tell soup them what your jour. name was when you were pregnant. You don't remember, do you? It was, it was coop du jour with a bun on the side, <laughs> like with a bun in the oven, <laughs> like a bun in the oven. <laughs> They're all very punny. And uh, oh, it was that was it was coop du jour with a bun on the side. Yeah, that oh, was funny. Her name. That's funny. Um, so you're not allowed to have a name that anyone else in the roller derby in North America has. So you have to look it up in a list. Wow. And if you do, if you have, if you're really attached to a name, you can always. There was contact between people. Like, hey, can I use that name? I'm all the way over here in Ontario, and you're in yakima washington like we're never going to play each other because it would right. be confusing for refs it would be right. confusing during gameplay if people had the same name and the same number so so you can have the same number as somebody on your team but you could have the same number as an opposing player but there were some great names oh gosh Jenny snot, jugs snot rocket science but that's not in our league snot rocket snot science. rocket science what are the good ones in your league was their name was their real name snot Perhaps it was. <laughs> Why was it? It doesn't have to have your name in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Although the ones we've been mentioning did. Um, this is from that movie Whip It, but uh, Babe Ruthless. Right. That's a good one. Kimminent Danger. Kimminent Danger was a good one. Flaming Hips. Flaming Hips. Oh, I like that. Um, there's a woman whose name is Lori Lavalley. And so her name was just La Valley of the oh, Dolls. Oh, Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> and a tiny skater, a smaller, a petite skater. Yeah. And she was Timbit. Oh, Timbit, yeah. And Skate at Home Mom. Skate at Home Mom was the lady who, who was a stay at home mom. Oh, I get it. Oh, and skate her, her Skate at Home Mom, because she liked to bake, her number was 450 degrees. <laughs> Cat Oaklism, and her number was 7.3 on the Richter scale. Yeah. After a while, you had to take out the words, and they just wanted numbers. And this is, again, another evolution of the sport that you can see from going from, like, fun names, you know, that had wording in them to, right. and, and people wearing costumes, to, like, more sportsy, and, like, the names. Some people even changed and went to just their last name. Like the wonderful woman who started Top Shelf Boring. Distilleries. She was semi-precious with the Rideau Valley Roller Girls. Ten Carat was her number. And then I remember when she changed to M- Murphy. I was like, whoa, she's super pro now. That was my that was my <laughs> thought. I'm like, whoa. Oh, and Caitlin, who's a friend of ours, uh, her name, her last name is Nui. Yeah. And so her name was Nui and Improved. <laughs> and uh, her number, because she really likes rules. rules. Her number was Nerd. whatever the number of the rule that was associated with naming in the book, in the real book. It's like okay. 3.7.5. 3.7.5, rule number 3.7.5 about naming. And so that was her number. Right. So would that be on the back of her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Her jersey or whatever. 3.7.5. Yeah. Or 0.4. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like the names. I like a punny name. And my name was going to be Coop Sister because nobody knew who I was. They just knew I was Your Coop Sister. Coop Sister. Just kind of like in a haze of pot smoke and alcohol after every <laughs> battle. <laughs> oh, hey, Coop oh Sister. My God. So would people do like theatrical entrances onto the 
Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like, like could we'd Liz have do our... that? Could could Liz like stumble out with a beer bottle in like from <laughs> totally. a smoke machine? <laughs> I think in Kitchener Waterloo we actually went through a smoke machine and we came out and we're like introduced onto the track and then we would skate up with uh, our other teammates who had already been called onto the track. But yeah, we had we had songs. At one point, Skateful ours was, did a great opening where they with danced. Thriller. They danced to the song Thriller as an opening. And so at first we were really just standing good. there like like zombies. And every time our our numbers were called, we would like lift up our arms like zombie like or or you know dead like. Oh, there probably is. Um, I want to see it. Yeah. You know, that was great. MIA Paper Planes was once a, a theme song. So we would just skate around and they would introduce, you know, say your name and you'd wave. And and then and then at one point again, like people would just line up on the track with their backs facing the audience and their names would be said and people would just wave. Like it was less there were and right. it was more like a and hockey then, game. And then there wasn't a theme song. So there has also been that people have done that. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like you're being really diplomatic and not saying that it got less fun, but to me as an outsider, it sounds like it got a little less fun. Yeah, I would time. say that it kind of lost a little bit of its of its edge, for sure, like on a few levels, but on, on others, it probably gained, you know, yeah. just in terms of learning about, you know, different people and being inclusive to different members of society. I feel like that's that's still happening and stuff but yeah maybe theatrics and things for sure like that got less mm-hmm. fun and going to games in other cities wasn't as like enticing because it wasn't as wasn't as fun it wasn't as fun you weren't putting and, on like a big show yeah and- exactly it was more like a show kind of like the circus a little bit when i first started going and i remember just like i get like i said being blown away by that first game in montreal then if it's just like another sport where you're like wearing a uniform and you've got your last name on the back and it's still a, a good sport but it's not as exciting yeah it's the the tone has changed mm-hmm. uh, yeah mm-hmm. from, sure. from my perspective yeah I mean, and yeah. i i would say another i am diplomatic and i'm sometimes <laughs> i always thought maybe i'd be a diplomat like an international one <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to those local diplomats those that local... we're always running into <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i am a diplomat <sighs> Should we do? Louise has to kind of get out of here. Let's do the, the, what are we listening to? What are you listening to? What are you listening to these days? Well, I was thinking about that on the way here, knowing that 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 was a question that kind of excited me and scared me at the same time when I, when I saw (laughs) that. I feel that way about a lot of things. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's just life. But, uh, there's a show on the CBC with Pia Chattopada called, uh, Out in the Open that I quite like. And she just talks to people and they have these conversations about like, sometimes these pretty extreme things that have happened to them or that she just walk up to them or do no they... no it's it's in in a in a studio yeah um and the topics can be really fascinating interesting and i like listening to the current because at times they talk to really interesting scientists and people like a cave diver and she's going to be at the kingston writers fest in a couple oh, of weeks and she goes into caves under the water i'm like oh my gosh it's my worst nightmare is that spelunking spelunking, uh, spelunking is with no water Oh, okay. Caving. That's just, so that's yeah. just like cave diving? This is, this is scuba diving, into but caves. into caves. That just seems so dangerous. Oh, it my gosh. super dangerous. Listening to her talk about some of the situations she's been in was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely not. So terrifying. But I love music. <laughs> I love me. listening to all sorts of music. And sometimes I listen. I mainly listen to music in the car. So riddle me this. What's your current favorite car jam? What song has come on in the car recently that you had to like turn up oh. a lot? Oh, so this morning I heard Black Sabbath, Warpigs on the radio and cranked it. Hey. 
Sometimes I have secret obsessions that I don't want anybody to know about. Like I'll listen to Who's Gonna like Walk Me Tell Through the, the Dark Side of the Morning by Selena Gomez. Oh, I'm like, I don't even know what that what is. What is wrong with me? It's a song. I had a dream. We were sipping whiskey neat. Highest floor of the Bowery. And I was high enough. I know who's And Selena it's Gomez so peppy is. and like just... It's pretty awful. Like there's no but you like, like it. But I will listen to it. That's it's, why those songs just, are pop songs. Cause I, exactly because they're, they're addictive. Um, but I I generally More listen by Black Sabbath isn't probably as to Radio Two, and I will listen to Julian Azarala and classical, and I'll listen to Rich Fry and listen to. So CB, you're a CBC person. I am, and then I just got a streaming app, and now I can listen to any kind of music. So I'll play kids music. For my children, like what, Raffi? Yeah, the cat came back. But the cat came back the very next day. The cat came back. They thought he was the gunner, but the cat came back. He just couldn't stay away. Give me you know, a meow. Fred Penner. I saw Fred Queen, play that live. The Beatles. Those Please. are great. Have you ever listened to Casper Baby Pants? No. <laughs> okay, so. Casper Baby Pants is actually really good. It's the guy, I can't think of his name right now, from the Presidents of the United States of America, and he does kids' music, and it's really awesome, and I've actually plugged it on the show before, but I'm going to put Casper it back out Baby there. Baby Pants. Sounds fantastic. It's so good. Um, Maybe I'll put it on for the kids' birthday party today. That's why I have to leave. You should do it. There's Because yeah, my son's sixth birthday party is happening in just over, just under an hour. It's going to um, be great. I just want to recommend a specific song, okay. which is Stompy the Bear. Ooh. Here comes Stompy the Bear. Here comes Stompy the Bear. Here comes Stompy the Bear. Some say he is brown and he will shake this town if he ever comes this way again. Some say he is green and really, really mean, but he just wants someone to boogie with. Excellent. And I really like Eleanor the Elegant Elephant also. Eleanor the Elegant Elephant? That's fantastic. Thank you. It's life-changing. Okay. Life-changing. Look, I, she just, I she hope just so. I can't wait. <laughs> um, I'm also going to go to this birthday party because I am related to this child. Mm. Um, so we'll shut it down with you louise because you have to go but yeah. uh before you go do you have anything that you would want to plug i grow vegetables i help to grow vegetables at roots down organic farm near Gananoque. what is it roots down organic roots farm down organic <laughs> i've known the farm. owners for about 10 years but after having had my own little csa community supported agriculture thank you a little market garden and i fed uh, about 15 people for four months i did it on my own on my neighbor's property and it was obviously you know very physically demanding the stress was like wow i've been growing food for a long time so i decided to take my last 10 years of experience and and go work for somebody else 
So I'm working there. It's a great time. I feel like it's one of those things that everybody should, should do, not necessarily work on an organic farm, but grow their own food. It's really interesting. The process is fantastic. Even if you don't actually get food out of it, it's a, it's a good thing to do. Stick your hands in the dirt. It's good for you too. Yeah. I mean, I won't get into it because I don't know any science really, but, um, there's science about why they're getting like all the, the soil into your skin, like the bacteria that's in the soil and stuff is no. supposed to make you more mentally healthy. I don't remember the details, but it's good for your brain to get your hands dirty in soil. Oh yeah. I get my hands dirty. I will eat carrots out of the ground. Um, I'll take a carrot and I'll put it in my armpit to clean it off, like pull it out <laughs> of my armpit. Um, you know, as my armpits close, kind of like doing a pit fart, but but with a carrot to clean it and then eat it. It's kind of like a lot of other things I can think of actually. <laughs> you put a carrot in your armpit. What's that? It's like sex. <laughs> no. On that. Gosh. Oh, what'd you mean? Please. Oh, you did mean that. I did mean that. <laughs> You're disgusting. What'd you mean? I'm like, what could, what could, what you else should, could she be talking about? Yeah. Okay. Louise, you well, have to thanks go. Thanks for coming on the show. Thing into a soft or. Ew. <laughs> and with that, Okay, goodbye. Now Louise is gone. Let's talk about her. She's great. That's all I do. Yeah, she's great. Uh, What are you listening to, Liz? Oh my God, I'm so excited about this. So I've recently started listening to another podcast. Surprise, surprise. Another one other than this? Yes. Now, I can't remember if I heard about this podcast on this podcast. So if I did... It doesn't me. matter. So I've been listening to You're Wrong About. Did I don't I? know that one. Oh, good. Okay. So I can't remember where I heard about it, but it's called You're Wrong About dot dot dot. And it's two journalists, two American journalists who they're like our age, but they... Not- We're like 25. Right. Sorry, I forgot. They're, they're much older than us. They're in their late 30s, <laughs> mid to late 30s. They're in their mid to late 30s. We're in our late 30s now. I mean, I just realized that. Like, I was like, oh, I'm 37. Anyway, and that doesn't matter too much, but what I like about it is that the historical things that they talk about, they talk about them from a similar perspective that I have in terms of like remembering that time or that event. So basically they debunk commonly held beliefs about a topic. So for example, the one that I just listened to, which is the most recent one, was excellent. And it was called, You're Wrong About Yoko Ono and the Beatles. Because everyone knows if you say oh you're like the yoko ono in this situation it right. means you've broken up a group of tightly knit people right um in fact jm's old roommates told me that i yoko onoed their house <laughs> but that whole episode is on the the real facts of the of the case kind of even though it wasn't a, a crime she stole john lennon's heart she well he did let's fall, arrest her he did fall in love with her but crime get it stole his heart yeah yeah <laughs> he did fall in love with her but john lennon broke up the beatles not yoko right and she the media hated her and there was a lot of anti-feminist and anti-asian sentiment oh behind why yoko ono has been pinned with this kind of uh, idea that she's the one who broke them up and it goes in depth into like how John Lennon had a really terrible childhood and he has a lot of anger issues and substance abuse issues and spousal, oh, well. spousal abuse issues. Yeah. And how he wasn't actually that nice of a guy and that Yoko Ono basically got blamed for all this stuff that didn't really happen. And so the whole podcast is like they'll take a topic and mm-hmm. they'll debunk it. All right. of our ideas that we think about it. 
you're wrong about it's called you're wrong about cool. it's so good what about you what are you listening to i've been listening to a new podcast as well what's it called stuff you should know oh I think it's been around for a while. With Chuck. Chuck and Josh, I think. So I've never listened to it, but I listened to one of Chuck's other podcasts on movies called Movie Crush. Oh, yes, because you're into the movies. Because I'm into movie podcasts. And so I know that Stuff You Should Know is very popular, Mm -hmm. but I listened to the Movie Crush one. So I really like the two guys. I think the guy's name is Josh. And definitely one is Chuck. Mm Mm-hmm. I like them. They're like nice sounding guys. It's the, it's that whole like podcast medium of nice person talks about something they read on Wikipedia, basically. I love that. But I think that they have staff who do research for them because it's pretty very well researched. And they're pretty big now. One day we'll have staff <gasps> we are. to fan us and bring us drinks. I can't while we record. wait. Me neither. Chris. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, so I've been listening to that. So some of the things that they covered that I thought were really cool, how Ouija boards work. And guess what? Should I do? Well, (laughs) yes, they, well, they, you channel spirits through this little pointer. No. Um, Should I, should I ruin it? Yeah. Ruin a spoiler alert for the episode of stuff you should know about Ouija boards. We do move them, but not our brain doesn't know that we're moving them. Isn't that weird? Oh my God. How did they sign? So everyone honestly thinks they're not moving it, but it's like micro movements of your body. And then your, your brain just like without realizing that you're doing it, pushes it in the direction of what you already believe to be true. Right. So if you ask the Ouija board a question like grandmother, are you here? And it spells out, yes, you are making it do that, but that's just because that's what you believe the answer to be. And so your body, or you want the answer to be. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh? So Ouija boards, icebergs, wills they talk about how wills work uh special effects oh ventriloquism it's very cool it's a great show see that's because chuck is a super likable guy yeah and i i know him from movie crush but i can imagine i've never i've always been like stuff you should know whatever i don't care it's good okay cool i'm in and the other thing i've been listening to Mm -hmm. i gave so we got holly a boombox boombox frozen and branded boombox a frozen branded boombox and an old blackberry this kid is so spoiled i know but her boombox you can like turn on purple and blue lights that go around in a circle Uh and like it's very very cool and i lent her my love ink cd if you're not canadian and you're not like a zennial or like an an old millennial old millennial regular zennial (laughs) 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 then you wouldn't know what the song was and it wouldn't bring you any sort of feelings of joy or irritation probably you're gonna put you, it, you'll you're feel gonna, nothing at all when you play it right now yeah but if you're us <laughs> it'll shoot you right back to like 2001 or something can you can you hum it i can play it for you so do you remember the song superstar oh yeah Yes, you've got to insert a clip of this. Oh my god! So we've been we had a bonfire last night, and Holly just pumped Love Inc. like the whole party. Think of all the friends you made. Pumping the Love Inc. That's what she said. <laughs> oh god, it's amazing. So yeah, that's that's what I've been listening to. Cool, that sounds great. Yeah, I love it. Should we do our plugs for the podcast? Yeah, 
You can find the pod at Teach Me Tiger Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is like my own personal, like ever evolving work of art. Please go and follow us on Instagram. She does a lot of hard work there. I work really hard on it. Mm-hmm. And I put cool pictures. So love me. Show me attention. <laughs> Give me lots of likes and thumbs up and because I follows would like to and shares. Do all those things. Give just Melody all me. the love because I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I just show up and talk into the microphone and leave. Melody does literally all of the other work for this podcast, including editing it. Liz has to drive sometimes. So. I have to drive. I have a job. She has a job. That's true. A new job. New job. Our website is at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. We're on Patreon, where for as little as $2 a month, you can gain access to all of the bonus content from all of our episodes. $2 um, a month, man, for less than the cost of a cup of coffee. And there are more perks, especially at higher levels. Please, please support us on Patreon. We would love please. it if you did. <laughs> it would be really helpful because we um, pay for everything mm-hmm. and do all the work and don't get paid for it. So I know podcasts are traditionally like free, but just as a listener, know that we've paid for all of the equipment mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we don't make anything from it. Mm-hmm. So that would be really cool if you have a couple dollars. hundred percent free. Or a hundred dollars. Oh. That would be cool, too. Or a hundred. <laughs> or a hundo. <laughs> monthly. A hundo monthly. And I'm pretty sure our former host, co-host Sarah Wright, did say that if anyone pledged $100 a month for 12 months, that she would tattoo that person's face or name on her own body. Whoa. I think the offer still stands. So I mean, I would do that. Cool. I, would, I would. I don't. The more tattoos I get, the more I'm like, I don't care. Sure. Oh, you'll get it on you. Yeah. Cool. I'm sure Sarah will volunteer the tattooing time to make that happen. Done. Cool. Liz. Yeah. What about you? What do you want to plug? You can go to my website, lizography.com. That's L-I-Z-Z-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y.com. Please do not get confused with Lizzieography, who is a photographer named Liz in Texas. We have almost identical website names, except mine's Lizography versus Lizzieography. Okay. (laughs) I had someone link my website to me in an email because they were copying someone who is a prospective client and they were like here's her website she's a great photographer and i was like no that's the texas lady (laughs) (laughs) so that's my website you can get my instagram from there i'm in the process of switching over my website because i'm not really doing weddings anymore i'm gonna have some weddings on the books that i'll be shooting but i'm moving into other types of photography so big change is coming soon yeah anyway that's my stuff Oh, right. Sorry, Mel. Do you have anything to... I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Melody, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> I have my website, which is the same. Every episode, melodystarkweather.ca, and I make mostly portrait art for Woo-woo. people commissions. So that's another way you could support the podcast is hire us to do stuff. Because yeah, hi- we need more money for the podcast. Hire Melody. Commission Melody to paint something. Commission me to photograph you and your small business or your headshots. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, we're we're good at it. (laughs) And if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it, rate and review it. That really, really helps us in terms of visibility and stuff. If you rate and review it on your podcasting app, and it just takes a couple seconds. I feel like we're really begging people for help this episode, but we need it. We need it. We're tired. We're overworked. (laughs) Melody has two small children. God. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening and all of that stuff. We love you guys. And And remember, remember, it's a jungle jungle out there. there. Ah! <laughs> Teach me
take that, Jared. That was amazing. 